This is Radio Health Journal. I'm Nancy Benson. This week, how sleeping in on the weekend may be harming your health. Feeling fatigued and feeling tired in the daytime, having this worst overall health, all of those were with one hour of social jet lag. The results of skewing your sleep when Radio Health Journal returns. Good dietary practices have a strong connection to a lower risk of cognitive decline as we age, according to four large new studies reported at the 2017 Alzheimer's Association International Conference. Results of one study show a 35 to 40 percent lower risk of cognitive impairment among people who've consistently followed heart-healthy diets. Even modest improvements in diet bring a lower risk of decline. Dr. James Hendricks is Director of Global Science Initiatives at the Alzheimer's Association. The size and length of these four studies clearly demonstrate how powerful healthful eating can be in maintaining brain health and function. However, what we eat is just one part of the puzzle. Studies show regular exercise and lifelong learning are also important to reduce the risk of cognitive decline. Another of the new studies suggests that poor diet may promote premature signs of aging through inflammation. To learn more, including the Alzheimer's Association's 10 Ways to Love Your Brain, based on the latest research, visit alz.org. Many of us look forward to the weekend and the chance to sleep when we want after a hard week of work. Instead of setting an alarm, we may stay up late with family and friends at night and sleep in an extra hour or two the next day. This may seem harmless, but new research says that changing your sleep schedule could be harmful to your health. A new study published in the online supplement of the journal Sleep finds that making a habit of shifting your sleep schedule by as little as one hour can raise your risk of heart disease by as much as 11%. This shift can also lead to more short-term health effects such as fatigue, increased grumpiness and sleepiness. Scientists refer to this phenomenon as social jet lag. Sierra Forbush is the lead author of the study and a researcher at the University of Arizona at Tucson. She says that social jet lag can be compared to the jet lag you might get while traveling. We looked at social jet lag as this difference between the midpoint in your sleep on the weekdays and the weekends. And so a lot of people are familiar with jet lag. So you're going from one state to another state, shifting time zones, and you change your sleep. And as a result of that, you're feeling tired. And social jet lag is similar to that concept, but instead of the environment you know, that change in time zone causing that shift in your sleep, it's your social responsibility. So that's things like your school or your work forcing you to wake up at a different time on the weekdays and then you sleeping in or waking up earlier on the weekends. The study asked nearly 1,000 people to self-report their sleep schedules and their overall health using a standardized scale. And the results? It doesn't matter how old people are or if they're male or female, the incidence of social jet lag is about the same. African Americans are a little more likely to have social jet lag as are high school graduates compared to college grads. But in every population, it's pervasive. 86% of people say they shift their sleep on weekends, but it's unclear why it has such an effect on health. Scientists do know it has to do with the shifting of your body's natural clock. The reason that we are affected by our sleep is because of the hormones in our body are in some sort of circadian rhythm. And when we are waking up at a time that is different from what our inner biological clock wants to be waking up, 
and going to bed, um, we're throwing off those hormones. And so that can be affecting just about everything that's going on inside of our bodies. And we still don't know exactly how that is. And so that's something else to look into. Researchers find that this shift alone is enough to cause health issues. Even if you technically end up sleeping longer on weekends, changing your natural cycle is what affects your health. We adjusted for how long you were sleeping and we only looked at the shift. And we just saw that that shift, that changing your sleep schedule, is what's harmful. Ilan Avidan is the director of the UCLA Sleep Disorder Center. Like Forba, she agrees that sleep duration is less important than maintaining a sleep schedule. We used to think that, well, many of the sleep disturbances that we saw in these individuals were related to not getting sufficient amount of sleep. And now we realize that it's a independent of sleep duration. And it's beyond that. It's, it tells us the sleep regularity plays a significant role in our overall health. Maintaining a regular sleep-wake schedule is critical. Avidan says that people who maintain poor sleep schedules are also more likely to suffer from obesity. If your sleep-wake schedule is not within a regular pattern, you may be likely to not exercise regularly. If you're not likely to exercise regularly, potentially your cardiovascular risks may go higher. Another factor that might, may come into play is that there may be endocrine factors, that is, if your circadian sleep phase is not uh, regular, that your eating patterns are not regular. And all of these results occurred with just one hour of a sleep schedule shift. But who really wants to go to bed early and set an alarm on the weekends after working all week? We don't have to necessarily abide and ensure that everyone has to maintain this within a strict schedule. The idea is to maybe minimize and, and avoid assuming a social jet-like pattern every single weekend and Friday and a Saturday. And so perhaps if one day a week they can choose to restrict that social jet lag uh, pattern and maybe do that once or twice a month, that, that would be okay. I think as long as there are set boundaries, we should be okay. If an individual, however, does this every single weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and on vacations, and doesn't respect their circadian sleep-wake patterns, that's perhaps when they run into difficulties. Forbush agrees that if you're disrupting your sleep schedule only on occasion, it's not the end of the world. I'm sure that if you go out every once in a while with your friends, it's not going to make a big difference. But if you're doing this regularly, that's probably where you're going to start seeing the higher risk. But again, we don't have those results yet. If you do go out, Avidan and Forbush agree that there are some steps you can take that your body will thank you for. Both say it's best to limit excessive alcohol and caffeine intake close to bedtime. Forbish also says it's important to cut down on screen time close to bedtime. It appears that by limiting our exposure to things like your computer screens or your phone screens before you're going to bed definitely helps because our circadian rhythms are influenced by environmental factors such as light. And so when we see light right before we're going to bed, we're kind of tricking ourselves into thinking that it's daytime, and so that kind of shifts the clock as well. You can find out more about all our guests through links on our website, radiohealthjournal.net. 
Our writer-producer this week is Libby Foster. Our production director is Sean Waldron. I'm Nancy Benson. Radio Health Journal returns with medical notes in just a moment. Living with diabetes can be challenging, complicated, and expensive. A recent survey conducted by Wakefield Research found 62% of adults with diabetes say they'd better manage their disease if supplies were more affordable. Roche Diabetes Care has now introduced the AccuCheck Guide System, a new blood glucose meter and simple pay savings program designed to help make managing diabetes surprisingly simple and more affordable. As part of the AccuCheck Guide System, the new blood glucose meter will help simplify the most frequent tasks needed to manage diabetes, including a new spill-resistant SmartPak test strip vial, a larger blood application area on the strip, and a strip port light that makes testing in daytime, nighttime, or anytime simple. The meter is now available at most pharmacies, and to start saving on test strips, download the Simple Pay Savings Card on the AccuCheck website. Simply hand the Simple Pay card to your pharmacist. With the AccuCheck guide meter and strip prescription for consistent and easy to understand everyday low prices. For more information, visit accu-check.com/guide. Medical notes this week. If you're a chronic bad sleeper, your chances of Alzheimer's disease could be increased. A small study in the journal Brain finds that just one bad night's sleep increases amyloid beta, a brain protein associated with Alzheimer's. And a week of poor sleep also increases another Alzheimer's-linked protein called tau. Researchers believe a good night's sleep reduces those proteins, but that chronic poor sleepers never catch up. Have you ever had trouble getting a child to eat their veggies? Try changing the way you describe them. A new study from JAMA Internal Medicine finds that people eat more green beans, for example, when they're described as sweet, sizzling green beans with crispy shallots, rather than as just plain green beans. Researchers call it indulgent labeling, and it makes people 41% more likely to eat healthy foods compared to when they have their normal names. A compound that's found in foods like aged cheese, mushrooms, soy products, legumes, corn, and whole grains could boost lifespan and help prevent the most common type of liver cancer. The compound is called spermidine, and a study in the journal Cancer Research shows that animals given an oral supplement of it for their entire lives survived an average of 25% longer. Animals starting on the supplement later in life still lived 10% longer. Researchers are investigating spermidine's safety, but since it appears naturally in foods, they're optimistic. And finally, a new study may make you think twice before reaching into the fridge for a late-night snack. Findings presented at the annual meeting of the Associated Professional Sleep Societies suggest that there may be many negative health effects from eating at night. Researchers say people who eat after 7 p.m. had increased weight and higher insulin and cholesterol levels compared to those who eat earlier. The findings suggest that having meals earlier in the day may prevent overeating and help you stay satisfied longer. And that's Medical Notes this week. More in a moment. Summer is a deadly time on our roads, but our cars can be dangerous even when they're parked. Hi, I'm Debbie Herzman, President of the National Safety Council, and this is your Safety Minute. When it's hot outside, we have to pay special attention to children in our cars. In 2016, 39 kids died in hot cars, primarily between Memorial Day and Labor Day. The interior of a car can hit 125 degrees in mere minutes, even with the windows cracked. So create reminders. Put your cell phone or briefcase in the back seat with your child so you don't forget about them. 
Never leave your child alone in a car, not even for a minute. And if you see a child alone in a car at any temperature, call 911. A second glance into the back seat can prevent a terrible tragedy. Safety Minute is brought to you by the National Safety Council and the Volkswagen Group of America. Thank you for listening to Radio Health Journal, a production of MediaTrax Communications. If you enjoyed this week's show, please leave a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. You can find more Radio Health Journal stories about health, science, and technology on iTunes, Stitcher, and at RadioHealthJournal.net.